This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today we have John on from Questus, and our topic today is the impact of financial uh, stress uh, on mental health. Because this is Mental Health Month, this is a great time to be talking about it. So the impact of financial stress on mental health. John, how are you doing? Um, uh, good. Good. Uh, please introduce yourself and Questus. All right. Well, thanks for having me, William. Sure. Um, name is John Tab. I am the CEO and co-founder of Questus, and we are a financial empowerment company. So we're focused on uh, basically, you know, the things that really matter in someone's financial well-being, changing behaviors, um, yeah, focusing on kind of big, big, hard problems to solve. Uh, we do that with both financial coaches and technology. Um, uh, communities, you know, support communities and everything. So uh, we work through the employer as an employee benefit and uh, yeah, passionate about helping people with their finances. I love that. You know, I got quite, I was on a, a podcast. I was a guest on a podcast this morning in the UK and uh, the gentleman asked me, he said, with everything going on with the economy, do you think employers are doing more to help their employees, you know, from a financial perspective, like with inflation, things like that? It's, it's it's really it's great to jazz that because uh, I think they are I think they I think put the inflation or recession or Great Depression aside for whatever uh, for a moment I think it's just in their best interest to care more about the their whole employee and what's going on in their life so and we literally have a wonderful conversation about it it had nothing to do with this show but. Um, are you seeing the same thing? I mean, are you seeing with, with your business and your customers, are you seeing that to engage and to retain talent, people are just, they're more willing or more, uh, I don't know, they're more emboldened to do things to help folks in different ways, maybe than previously? Uh, absolutely. Our experiences, and we've been doing this, I mean, my background is I was a financial advisor and I uh, worked in the retirement plan space. I'm a certified financial planner still, um, not practicing, but helped us kind of build what we built. And uh, we've been doing this about six years. And I don't know that we, when we started, we said, well, we're going to, we're going to, you know, here are the problems that we think there are as a result of learning from so many conversations with plan participants, you know, that had a 401k and you go in there and you talk to them about, uh, asset allocation and small cap value and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of like deer in headlights, lots of other stuff going on, lots of things to consider. And they're not too worried about, uh, you know, what we're talking about and they need help with other stuff, which all that other stuff ended up becoming financial wellness um, years later or financial well-being. Um, but when we started, what they didn't have that name and uh, we really didn't know, you know, <laughs> know what to call it, but uh, we were also having to 
explain to people why, explain to HR departments and explain to employers why what we were doing was important. And, you know, you think uh, it's like today, fast forward, you know, I guess I think COVID had a a major role in, uh, in, you know, kind of awakening the employer um, when people were fearful they were going to lose their jobs and there, you know, there were uh, layoffs and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it was pretty quick. Then we found out that people couldn't make it, you know, one paycheck. Um, before they had to, you know, uh, dip into their their retirement plan savings, or you know, take out loans, or do some sort of you know bad, <laughs> a, a very bad you know move, like maybe a some type of uh, you know payday loan or something mm-hmm. like that to make ends meet. So I think that that exposed it. Um, on the same time, to be candid, uh, employers were freaking out during COVID, and they didn't know what to spend money on or how to stop the bleeding. Um, so I think that now it's now that it's kind of call it you know, calming down under control. Uh, I think it's really given that this is when they've all awoken and said, you know, we have to be looking at this. And just anecdotally, you know, we go to a lot of conferences and five years ago I went to conferences. And like I said, I had to explain it. And now people walk up to us and they say, I'm here for mental health and financial well-being. you know, help me, you know, with the solution. So I love that. I love that. Well, first of all, I think just, I think it's smart. It's, it's horrible the in terms of how we got here how uh, however uh i'm glad that we're here generally how it goes though yeah generally how it <laughs> so. goes exactly yeah you, you you gotta get slapped around and then understand okay yeah this is actually more important for the individual if we want to retain this talent we should probably think about you know what's all what everything's going on in their life um let's let's talk about stress and kind of the financial the drivers of financial stress and the things that you see uh, they're, they're just kind of table stakes for folks that right now that, okay, you know, this is what, maybe you're, maybe you don't live this life. Maybe, it, maybe you're, uh, for whatever reason, you, this isn't something that's stressful for you, but for your employees, here are some of the things that they're going through that are stresses. Yeah, I think everything, I think everybody is somehow financially stressed at all levels. Agreed. Um, we say that income does not, you know, discriminate. Um, and it, 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 uh, so, I mean, as far as, as far as what's causing stress, um, there's, there's, there's debt, there's, I mean, forget, forget what's going on now, you know, like these sort of, uh, call it, you know, current events, um, you know, there's always stuff going on, but just all the time, I mean, people are worried about all the debt that they've, that they've used. Um, I mean, credit was, or, you know, money was essentially free for many, many years, um, or very cheap. Um, so debt and, and what's going to happen with, when, when it's not, when it's not free anymore. Um, I think, you know, the back of the people's minds, depending on where you're at, where you are in your career, what your age is and all that stuff, retirement, um, not, you know, fear of not being able to stop working ever. Um, in the short term, you know, being able to fund an emergency fund, if something happens, if you, your car dies, if your washing machine dies, you know, uh, there is a large, large number of Americans that definitely could not handle a, you know, thousand dollar sort of shock, you know, to the system. Um, so that being ready for an emergency, um, it, it, on the other end of this, you know, income spectrum, like we said, it doesn't discriminate people on people that make a lot of money, want more money. <laughs> They're stressed about that. And it actually, you know, shows. And, and, uh, I think the other interesting thing is that, that all of this, all the other items are sort of all the other, uh, high stress items that rank up there with finances are all actually related to finances. So, 
you know, like personal relationships and, you know, it's marriages, it's kids, it's uh, your home, it's work. I mean, all of those have ties to money. So uh, I think you're, I think you're spot on in terms of every, it doesn't matter. It doesn't discriminate. I think that's just sage advice. I think it probably comes from your, your CFP training. It's, it, we spend <laughs> by and large, not everyone. Some people are great savers, uh, but by and large, we spend what we get. So if you're, if you're making Absolutely. 3 million, you're, you're spending at least 3 million. You're probably, <laughs> you're probably spending more than that. And, uh, and so if you're making 300,000 or 3000, doesn't matter. It's just, it's all relative to some degree. Um, what's, if you were to build kind of a Maslow's hierarchy of needs in terms of kind of financial well-being will build the opposite uh like the the well-being what what does that look like when you when you when you talk to people like okay get this get your house in order get get your financial house in order here's some of the building blocks of doing that and yeah there might be associated stress uh, yep. still but it's man it's different it'll be manageable um yeah if, if you get your house in order yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I, it's kind of really just goes to the definition of, you know, what's, when, when are you financially healthy or when, when do you reduce all that stress? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's, there's so many bad definitions of financial well-being out there or financial wellness solutions. Um, we always go back to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau's definition, which they came out with it back in 2015 when this was all new. Um, but essentially it addresses both you know, sort of near-term and long-term uh, spectrum of time and versus choice and security of, you know, uh, of your, your lifestyle and, and, you know, well-being. So, you know, can you, so as far as Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, uh, roof over your head, survival, you know, control over your day-to-day finances, knowing what's coming in, what's going out um, on a day-to-day, month-to-month basis, um, being able in the short term to just, make choices that allow you to enjoy life. I mean, that they don't have to be big, but maybe it's, you know, go out to dinner and know what the implications are going out to dinner and how much you can actually do it and do something that you like. Um, and then in the sort of the long term, make sure that you can, you can absorb some type of shock. So you have some emergency savings where it's not going to derail whatever plan that you've got in place or make you do something that's detrimental. Um, obviously that's a big, you know, it's a big stress uh, driver. And then, you know, obviously long-term, it would be that you have financial goals and that you're, you know, sort of tracking toward meeting those. So knowing what it's going to take to stop working one day and replace your income, and that looks different for everybody. Sometimes social security might even be enough for, you know, some people, but in most cases it's not. Um, so being able to pay for kids' college, all that kind of stuff to just be know, know what it's going to take and, and have a plan. Um, you, yeah, don't go ahead. Finish your talk. No, I was just going to say, and I think that, I think that that's, that's obviously like this whole thing is the reason that we have financial coaches and not financial planners. And I am a financial planner, you know, at least I was. Um, and I didn't really know what a financial coach was until we started doing this. But the reason that we do it is because, you know, on, on paper, some of this stuff seems pretty easy. I, I you know, equate it to, uh, and you'll get this, everyone will listen, you know, listens will get this, that sort of like a physical, you know, wellness and, and how, if you, you know, eat, consume less calories, you know, than, than you burn every day or close to it, or, and you get a good night's sleep and you exercise or do some walking and stuff, you should be in really good shape. But 
that's extremely hard to do. You know, there's all these things that are stopping you from doing it. And half of the solutions that have been created only make things worse. I mean, I'm sure we could both argue that nobody's better off since the creation of Diet Coke. <laughs> you know, so it's very similar. 100%. The financial, the financial solutions are, are very similar. So the reason that we use financial coaches and not planners is, you know, if you've ever been to the doctor and they say done blood work and they say your blood pressure is high or you're overweight or whatever it is, they don't generally, you know, other than drugs or telling you to go to somebody else, which sort of represents a coach or some sort of, you know, person that's going to help you. They don't really help you do it. And that's kind of, you know, being a planner, you, you, you sort of, you learn the CSP body of knowledge and you say, this is your plan, but you don't really help people deal with the really hard things that you have to do to get there, which is almost always behavior change or completely altering your, uh, you know, your, your money mindset or how you think about money. Um, it's, it's so it's hard. <laughs> it, it, you, you've, you've touched on something that's really uh, kind of fascinating for me because I was at my heaviest, I was 275 and I'm, I'm about, uh, I'm in my 180s right now. I still have a, a little ways to go. Congratulations. Um, not yeah, easy. Not easy. But uh, but people ask me, this is the this is the funny part. People ask me, it's like, well, what did you do to lose weight? I'm like, work well, like hell. <laughs> I, um, everyone knows how to lose weight. Like, yeah. it's not a secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, always... you just outlined literally yep. you just outlined in a very brief form here's how to yeah. lose weight eat less <laughs> yeah. yeah we uh we always joke that we've always said you know you go to the go to the supermarket you're checking out and they've got the magazine that says here's how to get a six pack and there's like three magazines that have the same you know same general thing yeah. and it's like if you read it you i mean you literally could read it and get a six pack you know, nobody does. And then yeah. like right next to it are the candy bars and the energy drinks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so it, you know, again, financial well-being, which is uh, how we're getting to financial stress is because we're not, we're not living that life. We're not, for whatever reason, things are yep. distracting us. We're drinking Diet Coke, et cetera. Um, what do you see some of the common stressors uh, for just your, your, your the folks that you'll coach, the folks that you see kind of coming through the, the the platform. What are some of the, I say table stakes. What are some of the things that are just easy to pick off that you know student debt, whatever. Some of these are some of the things that companies can step in and help with. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I think I mean there are there are kind of like small tactical things. I think mm-hmm. that, and I, I we and we are focused on trying to regardless of where somebody's at solve for the low hanging fruit, you know, what's right. the one thing that's keeping you up at night because that's probably stressing you out the most, but in general, people are just overwhelmed because they, you know, they, they subscribe to the consumerism and, and we are all massive targets in marketing world right now. And we all, you know, we all know from our jobs that how, how precise and how like, you know, what a disadvantage consumers have against marketing these days <laughs> and, uh, and, and like watching and also social media. I mean, this is something that's, that's come up and we actually did a survey not that long ago. Um, and with a couple thousand people and 60% of those people said that they had faked their financial situation to basically appear more stable on social, social media, which is not, not shocking, but and, along with lots of other things that they've faked on social media, but that's that's what you're up against and you think everybody's doing well you know you go to linkedin you see everyone's getting a raise they're all on vacation you know how come i'm not doing that and it's the same thing you know show your cars off and 
you know, your kids' new cars and like all this stuff. And oh, yeah. it just makes you, it makes you not feel good and makes you maybe spend more. And finances are one of those weird things that you can't see. Um, you can see how much somebody weighs and you can see how nice their house is, but there's nothing out front that says like, you know, they're underwater, you know, where they're miserable. Yeah. No so one's Instagramming a, their, their, uh, their, <laughs> their bills. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, it's all, it's all, I mean, again, it's, it's, there's, there's, there's good parts of that, but the, I, I hadn't quite thought of the emotional toll of seeing other people and all of the positivity and how that would make you, it's like emotional eating, you yeah. know, uh, you know, when you, when you, when you're stressed, uh, a lot of people, um, they're stressed. And so they'll emotionally eat, they'll just eat things that they know they're bad for them. Uh, but they're, it's a, it's a way of, it's a coping mechanism. And, yeah. and I, I can't see I'm, I'm drawing the dot to dot between people going on Facebook and seeing all these wonderful lives and going, Oh, I mean, isn't that I'm going to go to Neiman's. <laughs> yeah. And think about our, you know, poor children that are going to grow up with that as yep. a, the norm. Oh yeah. So. Oh no, that's, that's, uh, uh, I don't even want to think about that because yeah, exactly. at least we know how to get the right, uh, the little, the X in the right hand of the corner and go, yeah, enough done. I'm out. Um, yeah, for sure. so, so as we talk about the, uh, the impact of financial stress, how, should companies, um, if it's if it's invisible, yeah. you know, to some degree, maybe not all the way, but to some degree, if it's invisible for an employer, how do they how do they check in? How do they? I mean, what's our what's our guidelines or guidance for managers and executives to just maybe open up questions or open up lines of talk with with folks about how they're doing? Yeah, I mean, I think I mean the obvious thing is to survey your people and ask them how they're doing. Um, we do that, but we, we, you know, we try to do it before we work with somebody, but that's not always the case. We definitely do it when we are working with somebody and we have lots of data as to where people are at and what we should be focusing on and all that. Um, I think when you're looking for a financial wellness solution, and this is, you know, these are all the conversations we're having today. There, there are a lot of them out there that are probably will leave your employees worse off than where they started um, or at least won't be productive. Um, and, you know, most of them are, free, <laughs> go figure, um, free, free to, free to somebody. Um, you know, you know, a lot of times and the last thing you want to do is, is you know, think that you're getting something that, you know, you're not. And a lot of, you know, everyone's tied their name to financial wellness. You see like, yeah, earned wage access as an example, you know, get access to money that you've earned already. Well, that's, that's good. Right. And it could be good for awareness and it could be good for, getting somebody out of a, you know, hard, a hard situation. Um, and then you take that to the next level and you say, well, I mean, I, I have a people all the time that want to partner with us and say, well, we put you in a marketplace and people could buy, you know, stuff by taking advantage of, you know, for basically taking a loan against their paycheck. Right. You know, and our rate, our rates are much lower than whatever. Well, I mean, you could buy anything, you can buy jets, you know, it's not, and, and you generally those, the same people that are really stressed and go into those programs and they use them over and over and over and it, it, it's like, you know, it's not, it's just kicking the can. It's only making things worse. So there's no, I mean, again, it goes back to the hard things. You gotta, you gotta change behaviors and all that. So, I mean, I think, I think that, that there's a lot of noise out there and there's a lot of bad solutions that people are sort of working through now. It's funny because I was going to ask you about uh, <clears throat> like daily pay. You know, I've seen a uptick in the last couple of years on yep. 
not not you know like like Uber drivers being able to tab out at the end of their at the end of their driver shift or whatever. Um, you know, it seems reasonable. Uh, and now that sure. you've seen a movement in the professional uh, world where people can do that in the in the professional world where they can just tab out at the at the end of their accountant day or consultant day but if if we if we can acknowledge for a moment that we're horrible with money generally speaking <laughs> right yeah. getting it faster isn't necessary <laughs> no i did it, but that's the thing take a step back and say does, does waiting one week or two weeks or a month at the max you know i don't think anyone pays monthly anymore but Right. By week, you know, biweekly, weekly, whatever it is. I, I mean, if you can't make it that long, there's a problem. And getting it every day is, is going to catch up with you where the problem is, you know, the gap is now gone and you're, you're screwed again. <laughs> like it's not a, it's not a, <laughs> it doesn't solve the problem. So it does, I mean, it starts conversations and all these, all of these, uh, you know, earn wage access and similar programs right. have content and coaching and stuff. Some of them have coaching um, tied to it, but it, I just, I just can't get over that. I don't think that that's a, you know, I do believe it is a diet Coke solution. Yeah. So. I I'm, I'm of a, a very similar mindset that it's, it's for some, it's probably a good thing, but for most probably not helpful, yeah. probably yeah. not helpful at all. Um, so, so the, uh, the, the, the thing about mental health, uh, mental uh, um, health and how it would render itself at work. Um, obviously, we would see something like days off or prolonged days off or pr- production, productivity, uh, performance going down, etc. Can you can you think of other? I mean, other ways that it renders itself um, for the employer? Like I'm, I'm trying to give. I'm trying to think of. Okay, if they check in, which is great, do that. But if you don't check in, you start to see some of these signs. It's probably it's probably um, it's probably a good time to then have a conversation with one of your employees. Yeah, which no nobody wants to have a conversation with their employees. I mean, that's the hard part, right? You right. got to have somebody else do that. That's what they're trying to get away from. That's right. I think it's you know, and that's the same thing with financial advice, and it's been that way for a long time. No one wants to you know deal with that. So it's probably a you know liability anyways um so obviously i mean stress stress can be small big um and and it can really lead to you know serious serious health issues and everything else um i think that the financial and like i you know the reason we kind of put these two together mental health and financial well-being i mean i feel like they're so interrelated you know you are stressed about paying bills or credit cards or retiring or, or the market, I mean, is it something as silly as the markets, you know, going down, should you buy or should you sell or, you know, mm-hmm. inflation or whatever it is, it keeps you up at night or you wake up and you think about those things and it's bugging you enough that you're not sleeping well. And then you show up to work and, you know, probably the most obvious thing is you're not productive, you're not engaged, but then it starts to be, you know, it could be worse, you know, it could lead to obesity. It could lead to all these other things, you know, you don't work out, you don't eat healthy, you eat to, you know, feel better, all this stuff. And it, it's so interrelated. Um, you know, and there's, I mean, there's just a ton of kind of examples where all that goes together. Um, so I think, I mean, I think that that's, you know, that's what we're there for is to have those conversations. So your employers don't, um, have to have them. And, 
have a, you know, something that, you know, there's been EAPs and stuff out there for a really long time and they don't, they have this stigma of something's wrong with me sort of when I call Um, and their referral networks to, you know, generally don't know where. Um, So I think that being very engaged, always, you know, um, out in front of everything and, and making it, you know, we want to meet you wherever you are. We want to, you know, empathetically help people and, and they're not alone. So, I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons we've started the whole community thing to help just as a, it's essentially Facebook groups without all the ads and the negative stuff. It's, but people can get together and, you know, support each other and help work through problems and, um, you know, sort of peer, peer mentors and peer support along with our coaches that, that moderate it, make sure it's all, you know, safe and everything. So I think that kind of stuff uh, alleviates the need for the employer to get involved. Yeah, and what I what I love about again a third party, um, especially because of the pandemic and mental health being destigmatized to some degree, um, maybe not, not maybe not fully, but to some degree, is you, we don't have to talk about mental health, uh, mental wellness. Uh, we don't even have to talk about financial health. Uh, we can just talk about hey, you want to be in a better place. You know, like let's yeah. let's actually let's talk about the positive side of this because if we talk about the positive side, and we go okay. Well, let's talk about you know like what's 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 your what's your situation right now? What's your mortgage? What what's your what's your you know expenses? You know revenue and and expenses. Yeah. Let's just talk about how do you capture that? Like going through the basics, I think alleviates stress in some ways of you know helping people understand of okay, I can get my head around one part of this which will reduce stress so it's almost like the it's almost like the anti you you don't have to talk about the stress you can talk about how to fix it and that will then reduce stress yeah i didn't i didn't subscribe to the fact that because i was always i mean more of an engineered mind person and i always wanted to solve a problem right but i i truly believe that just talking about something and working through it with somebody yeah. alleviate stress. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. I think oh. it's, you know, you're, you're 30, 50% of the way there just by talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, you, you're not going to fix it over at Rome one building a day. You're not going to fix it right. today. So if you're in a, a really bad spot financially, you're not going to get out of it overnight. You didn't get into it. Overnight. I tell people that all the time about my weight. I'm like, I yeah. get fat overnight. <laughs> no. I'm not going to get healthy overnight. It's a, it's a slow burn, but that's, that's the point. You, you make those, you said it um, uh, a couple different times. It's you, you make those hard choices and life changes these, you know, you're not, you're not really trying to stop drinking diet Coke. That's great. That's one thing, but it's going to be a, a cadre of many things. that's going to help you uh, lose weight, but in this case, be more uh, financially stable. Yeah. Just, I think, but yeah, building yeah, momentum, you know, you know, from, you know, losing weight, you got to build momentum on just seeing results and just, I mean, that's the hardest part that's, yeah. waiting for yeah. those first results and then oh, yeah. with it. Oh yeah. And then you set new goals. I mean, that's the interesting, I, I don't know if that translates to financial uh, well-being, but with, with health well-being, I, I've noticed that you, you don't, for me, it wasn't like, I've got to lose a hundred and you know, whatever, 120 pounds. Right. Okay. Like, okay. That's, that's crazy. That's Mount Everest. Uh, (laughs) You know, like I'm going to lose two pounds. That's, that's the goal. Let's, let's just do that and uh, start slowly get off caffeine, you know, get off fast food, like slowly get off of different things that were just unhealthy, which again, I think they're, you know, for financial, 
you know, stop putting everything on your credit card, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like little things along the way. Now, not everything, just little things along the way. Uh, John, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's a good conversation. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at Recruiting.